0: Welcome to Any Music Podcast, episode 302, VoiceOver. Any Music Podcast now has a Patreon at patreon.com/slash indie underscore musiccast, and we invite you to become a member for exclusive benefits. For next to nothing per month, you can get members-only podcast video, early access to upcoming episodes, merch, and more. This morning, Matt and Doug get together and talk about voiceover work. Matt shares his experience on his voiceover session journey so far. Enjoy the show.
1: Hi and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo, of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Hey, 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 monkey. Monkey. (laughs) Hey, good morning, Doug. Good morning. How are you, man? Does he say monkey? I said monkey. I think he... Don't yeah, you know is you're that, gonna shock the monkey?
0: the monkey. Yeah, that's right.
1: Okay. Hey, hey, hey yeah.
0: But it, it actually kind of sounded more like Michael Nesmith.
1: Oh, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like it's cold in your studio too. Well, <laughs> I got, I have layers on. I got long underwear on.
0: <laughs> it's like 72 in here right now.
1: What? It's just cold. It's cold outside. Oh, I see.
0: <laughs> So I'm trying to improve my lighting today
1: compared yeah, it looks to last better. week. It looks okay. better. Yeah. I just got a text. We have a tsunami advisory right now. Oh, really? Yeah. I, which is <laughs> highly unusual. <laughs> I guess there was a big earthquake off of Tonga or something. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, interesting. Very strange to get a text about a tsunami advisory first thing in the morning.
0: What? Like on the, uh, the emergency notifications?
1: Yeah. I'm on the sheriff's um distribution so i get advisories for traffic issues you know power outages just whatever it's good it's good to be on that anyway how's
0: it going it's going good yeah i got up early had coffee went out shoveled snow oh what okay back in yeah we didn't get much just we got an inch inch or two last night and uh it was completely overblown for us on the news. It was like, you know, major winter storm warning. Oh, and an inch. <laughs> yeah. That's so, fun. It's... But it's pretty cold. And ice was yesterday because we had a lot of fog. And that just was like creating like a film of ice. So driving was kind of ridiculous yesterday for a bit. But um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. No. So I got these, uh, this little clip-on light from home depot oh and it's a it's a little led but it's got a nice diffuser like on over the on the lens of it or whatever yeah and it, i don't know i think it's a pretty decent uh huh.
1: video light i got a couple of them actually but i'm only using one right now i had one that i was using for a while and it just didn't it was too small it was like you know it was like a two inch square and it was uh it was finicky and I didn't like it. And so now I have a small ring light that I have clipped onto my monitor that I like. Oh, cool. It's adjustable. Yeah,
0: this is just like a
1: four inch and it's got a full diffuser over it. It's an, and it's an LED. So. It's important. If I had room, I would do the whole podcast setup that people do now with the, the ring light, with the with phone in the yeah. middle.
0: Those look cool in your eyeballs when they get the little yeah, circles around yeah. your pupils. You
1: know, so <laughs> I always thought that was neat. <laughs> You can always tell what kind of person uh what kind of light people have when you can see the reflection in their glasses or their or their eyeballs? Yeah,
0: yeah. What's uh my reflection like? It's not too bad. Actually, actually there isn't
1: one because you have it angled correctly. Yep. Yeah, you know, I knew that. <laughs> you did that on purpose. Um, and that on purpose. It, <laughs> on purpose. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, last week when we were talking about diffusers, I totally missed the opportunity to tell you I actually do have a diffuser in my oh. in my studio. Um it's a uh it's an essential oil diffuser, and it's diffusing oh. lavender right now. It smells nice. <laughs> lavender. <laughs> yeah, I had one that was that. Oh yeah, you gotta be you gotta watch out for those because I tried one the other day, and it did nothing but give me a straight up headache. Really? I had to dump it out and clear the air. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of those things are good in small doses, but not in a. Room.
0: I burn incense every once in a while, but uh, I don't have a oil diffuser my wife has an oil diffuser though yeah she does they're
1: they're nice i mean but
0: here in the studio if i burn something in the studio it it like lingers on for a couple days you know because it's so kind of tight down here so (laughs) um
1: yeah this is i put it on the pulse probably kind of soaks into the acoustic
0: (laughs) panels and
1: it's not that much like a drop um i kind of use it to cover up the the smell of my new space heater which kind of gives off a little oh (laughs) If I put it on high, it smells like that, like that burnt, like a toaster, you know, <laughs> when it has too many crumbs oh, yeah. in it.
0: <laughs> it's, it's got that uh, fresh burnt paint fresh, smell. Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh. So what are we talking about today, Doug?
0: Well, I was interested in asking you some questions about voiceover because I know that this oh, last yeah. year was kind of a uh, kind of a ramp up for you yep. on voiceover. and And one, I was curious about just how that came about. Were you pursuing that or did this just sort of kind of organically happen and you kind of jumped into opportunity or what was
1: going on? That's a, that's a good question. Um, it's something that I had never considered, but, um, a couple of people kind of like told me that I should get into it. Um, and I had done a little bit of just voice acting for fun on somebody's CD, uh, actually on a couple I've, i'm on a couple of cds now as uh kind of like a character voice like hey can you just like be the dj in this in between songs spot and then on this other one i was doing like character voices and it was just for fun um but then people were like oh, you know what you're pretty good at this you should just like do it And i'm like i don't know anything about this or whatever <laughs> and then, like by the time the third person said you should really try to get into this and i'm like well Maybe I'll just try it. And then I kind of realized that, you know, there was a time uh, in my past when I wanted to be an actor, but my stage fright kind of was like (laughs) the want to the want to do it was overshadowed by the the crippling fear that came along with it. And there was also a time when I wanted to be a radio DJ. And somehow this kind of like felt like, hey, I'm going to put my hat in the ring on this. And, you know, if it turns out that I have, uh, like an aptitude and affinity for it, you know, I'll just go for it. And I kind of did. And I got my first, my first job through a contact on Twitter who I had no idea she was somebody that would hire voice actors for a voiceover on a video. And she took a chance on me and said, wow, you were perfect. And the client was so happy. And and so now that's uh you know it's a side side business for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Side squared.
1: Side squared. Yeah. yeah. So
0: so what was your what was your takeaway from that first experience then? What did you learn? What what will you do differently?
1: Yeah, um prior to that I had actually spent time uh it wasn't like I just did it out of the blue to be honest. I actually spent about 6 months preparing for it i I made a a completely different website for it i binge studied a podcast and some uh some video courses on how to how to do podcasts and what's different about it than just regular stuff i mean you kind of get the idea that you know i mean you picture actor actors like going into a booth on a saturday morning and they're in their sweats and you know knocking something out easy and of course it is easy if that has already been your career um but uh, I, I did prep for it, and I'd spent some time auditioning to get into some to a website that makes you audition to even be on the website as a as a as a somebody that as a resource. And I I didn't get in. I still haven't got into that one. They're very picky. Oh, really? Yeah, I did like four different auditions, and they're like, nope, nope. Um, so it it was an iterative process, and I did. It wasn't like I did it out of the blue. So I did I did study and ramp up for it. Um, so there was a, there was a level of commitment. I did, I did spend some months preparing. And by the time that I did land the first job, I had some knowledge under my belt. So what was your question again? (laughs) Did that
0: website give you any feedback?
1: Yeah, there was, um, well, in the sense that the, the, that arena is very, very picky about audio quality, like podcasts, You know, some of them are very professional and some of them are very homegrown. Um, I sent you that thread the other day where somebody had asked on a Twitter chat about branding or whatever that um, what's your, you know, what's your most, what's your biggest complaint or thing that you would change about podcasts? And like half of the people said audio quality was a huge turnoff and that a lot of the podcasts they wanted to like, but they had poor audio quality. And I know that's something we pride ourselves on is good audio quality, but even our audio quality is not quite what some voiceover producers are looking for. They need it to be pristine because it's going into a video or it's going into, um, you know, a web commercial or it's going to be, you know, mixed and mastered and put over music or set to, a you know, moving picture of some kind or whatever. And they are very, uh, exacting when it comes to the, uh, Audio quality, not just in terms of, you know, the usual sibilants and plosives and breath noises and all that stuff. But just like the actual, like if there's even like the slightest faint bit of buzz or hum or anything degrading the audio quality, they can hear it right away. And Mm -hmm. they don't have time to mess with that because that's not, they don't feel like it's their job because they have so many people to choose from. They're like, nope, they'll listen to you for like two seconds and go, nope, (laughs) nope. (laughs) So there is there is a level of I mean you can do it from a home I mean some people get their start in a closet you can do it from a home studio very easily but um yeah you're you can't have like kids in the background right I mean you can get away right. with that in a podcast you can just laugh that off and go oh yeah you know don't mind my kid or my cat or my dog or whatever but no the audio needs to be absolutely pristine so if you're doing it early yeah. in the morning or late at night when there's no noise no leaf blowers <laughs> <laughs> that's important. Right.
0: I know some of the pros that I follow; they have isolation boots. Right.
1: You know, they're not big. No, uh, they're not. They're not uh, cheap the ones either. That I've seen. No, you, that's no. an investment. So you either have to be doing it for a while to to get to that point where you can afford one, or you have to be all in on. They're like five thousand dollars to start, I think. Yeah, well, I've seen them less than that, but it's still expensive. Yeah. You know
0: fifteen to two. And you know, I don't know what the merit of the uh the pop up isolation booths with that use the acoustic blankets right you know i I don't know um I think that'd be pretty good, but I think in terms of the quality level that you're talking about, mm. I don't think you would get there with that. I think that would be really good for for podcasting or yeah. for just general recording and things like that. But yeah, for professional VO work, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I can do that here. I actually have hooks in my in the ceiling here that I can I have set up to hang a I have a moving blanket. And I can hang a mm-hmm. moving blanket behind me if I really need to isolate um if it's if I'm on a deadline and it's too noisy out or whatever.
0: Yeah. And I think that moving blankets are really good for in combination with some other materials mm-hmm. are really good for uh, uh for reflections. Yes. Yeah, uh, you know, in kind of like a mid mid frequencies yeah and yeah. and i use them i have a kind of an opening here uh on the side of my studio it's not a back or front wall so it's a side wall so it's not a direct reflecting wall but um uh that uses a um, like theater curtains they're oh yeah, thick, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, velvet they're actually velvet curtains okay I scored them on Facebook Marketplace, and uh, (laughs) that's a good place to look. (laughs) They're really cool, man. Yeah, and uh, and so I've got those over the top of some good thick moving blankets that are on the backside of them. Oh, well, layers. Yeah, and so I got a couple layers with an airspace in between, and wow, I mean a good, really good job of of probably as good as this back wall behind me here. Uh, using curtains, you know, for absorption. So
1: yeah, it works for movie theaters, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, I didn't really have much of a choice there with the big opening, and I didn't want the, the, which ends up being my studio storage area behind the curtain. Oh, right, right, right. And I've got, you know it's where I hang my cables and I keep all my my microphones and guitar cases and everything is is back in that area yeah. and uh, where it's out of the way, but. If I had that open, it would be just a big reflective space,
1: right? Right. And I
0: think it helps a lot. Now that's a good idea. Me recording right now, I'm I'm, I'm sideways. I'm uh, my the front of my studio is this direction,
1: right? You know, I I don't know. So I think it sounds okay. I think it sounds good. I mean, your your shotgun mic isolates your audio pretty well.
0: Yeah, and but I've got a big monitor in front of me, so I'm 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 sure that. My computer screen is not helping. Yeah. But I think overall, the, this mic does a good job because it's rejecting from the computer screen pretty well, I think.
1: Right. Yeah, I think mine does, too. It's pretty directional.
0: Yeah. But you can't see yours
1: on screen. No. Well, it's, I mean, it's you can kind of see the outline of it right there. Oh, okay. I see it. Um, sometimes it doesn't show up because it's black and I have that. Yeah. You know, or it's right black. below. On black, black on and black, black. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Back in black. Um,
0: so yeah, so voiceover gigs. Yeah, you know, obviously, like anything else, you get the first one, and then you can roll with some momentum from that.
1: Yeah, you know, the to, first one was huge because it yeah. took me months to to get the first one. I did a lot of auditions online. I've signed up with some websites like, um you know, mandy.com and voices.com and voice one, two, three. And, um, the one that I didn't get into is called bunny studio. They're very particular. I'll, I'll try again at some point. Um, and they're kind of like job listing websites. Uh, one of the ones I'm signed up with sends me Hey, according to your profile, this is one that might fit your, your bill. Um, but one of the things that, uh, that a job gets you is, you know, you can say you did it, like, hey, yeah. I worked for this, and then you can get a a testimonial or a referral. So that's that's part of the big deal about not just, but there's also, of course, the psychological, you know, the win of of getting that first thing that allows you to go, okay, I just got validated at being able to do this and get paid for it. So it's a big deal. Um, but uh, I'm still working on how to find the gigs. Um, that's you know. Now I have, now I'm over that hump. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm doing auditions, you know, fairly frequently. And, um, and I, and I know that it's like, it's like acting where you don't quite know what they're looking for. They give you a, they give you a a script to read and they give you kind of like what, what it's for and what they're looking for. Like, this is going to be a voiceover for a new product and we want somebody that's, you know, relatable, but authoritative, but not salesy. And uh, go, and you don't really have anything to go on other than the description, so yeah. you don't really know what they're looking for. But they know what they're looking for, and it's all they're all about. We'll know it when we hear yeah. it. You're not it, <laughs> you know. And I'm right. sure they flip through them like fifty at a time and just go, nope, 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 maybe, nope, nope, yep. <laughs> um, so it's just it's it's a little bit of a crapshoot, but you do your best.
0: Yeah,
1: it sounds pretty typical as far as auditions go. So, yeah, yeah, uh, I don't take no any of it what, personally. Yeah. There. Uh, so, like Fiverr or anything like that. Um, I just am dipping my toe into Fiverr. Fiverr's funny uh, in the sense that they take a twenty percent cut of your. Oh, really? Outcome. Yeah. And you're competing a lot. You're competing on price on Fiverr, um, because people go there um, frequently for a inexpensive, um, an inexpensive contractor, right? So you're mm-hmm. often competing on price um so yeah i'm dipping my toe into fiverr but not yet for voice i'm doing it for um podcast editing and i may i may have my first client um, really <laughs> <laughs> coming up soon but uh yeah i just kind of want to see how how that goes and what that's about because that's a whole new that's a whole new area and i don't i don't plan to go all in some people can go all in on fiverr and make a complete living doing that if they ramp up properly and start getting regular clients uh, I I see it as just another place to get potential clients. Well, like, are you using your Luit for um, right now? Those I am. Um, I'm gonna try using the slate and see if I get um, better quality, better. But right now, I don't feel like I'm I'm getting good audio quality because quality I you know I'm pretty adept at getting good quality out of this mic. I, you know, we podcast with it for a couple of years now. Um yeah. I feel like I'm more competing not on audio quality but more on um either voice quality or just the read. You know, did I did I present the read the way that they were hoping to hear it? And y- you don't know. Um you almost never get any feedback actually. It's not like they'll go, you know, this would have been great if you had done this or, you know, could you try it again. Um there are live reads where like if you get the audition, sometimes they'll want to do a uh you know, like a live session where you're actually being coached through the session. Can you do that again with blah, blah, blah. Can you try it again, but like go up at the end? You know what I mean? Um, oh. They do do that, but um, I haven't done one yet.
0: Yeah. Well, if they're putting that kind of of uh, energy into you at that yeah. point, then they're hoping that you're going to
1: work out for the gig. Right. Right. I think a lot of them are just like, you know, let's get this done quickly. And sometimes they're subcontractors like, you know, a company hires a video production company and then the video production company goes out to do, to hire a voice actor to go over the video that somebody else did. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of layers to some of these parts. And so they're doing these quickly because they have a lot of clients themselves. Um, It would be nice to get feedback and go, what could I have done to get this gig? But, you know, (laughs) there's so many. Yeah, probably. Nobody has time for that. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So, what's your what's your voiceover chain look like?
1: Um, it's basically the same as the podcast chain. It's uh, you know, I have, um, I I go into a.
0: We can point behind you there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So I go into a. I go, <laughs> it's so fun! I didn't even think of that. So I yeah I go into a a channel strip that I use as a um as a as a trim. Right, and then I go and I do a little EQ, have a noise gate, um, some compression, uh, some... It, it's really simple. Um, the most important thing, I think, is the noise gate, uh, the the compression, and then um, just some saturation for warmth. And uh, I, I think I made the mistake initially... You know how... Have you ever done a mix contest where you do the mix and you submit the mix but you're competing against people that did a mix and then mastered the mix <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah so
1: i feel like i made a mistake early on to just do the recording and send it in without any post processing cuz i figured they'd want post they, they don't want that cuz they're going to do that themselves but well they're not they're not going to use your recording necessarily they're just seeing if you're right for it so right. they want to hear it kind of the way it would sound finished So I started doing post-processing, like just running it through the same kind of quick level mastering that I do for the podcast, but a little less so, but just to get the level up. And that's when I started being a little more successful. So they want to hear it more like how it's going to sound finished. So I do do a little post-processing on it just to get the level up and the EQ better so they go, okay, this matches. And I got that from a podcast called Mission Audition. Which uh, I think they stopped making it. There was a it was a short run, but it was a really good podcast by I think voices dot com, which is out of Canada, which is cute because occasionally you hear the announcers <laughs> I say it's cute. They don't think they have an accent, but you know, <laughs> they'll say a boot. And um <laughs> and it was like they would it was very it's a very instructive podcast what they do is they take one of the auditions from their site whether it's a real one or one of the practice ones and then they'll have somebody um, be a judge and then they'll have like five sample auditions that somebody sent in and then they'll talk about whether it was good or bad and why what they could have done better i mean it's all positive like oh that would have been a better read if they had done this or that would have been better if the audio quality was higher and um, one of the things was that you, you could tell right away when you listen to five in a row, the difference is when it's just you in a room, you don't know what you're competing against. But when you hear five in a row, you're like, oh, yeah, I'd pick that one. And then it's really instructive as to, oh, this one's just too quiet. And that's when I started doing some post-processing just to get the level up because um, I was realizing that my submissions were just too quiet because they were just straight takes and not level matched or normalized or anything.
0: Yeah. Well, what, what target... Are you going for uh, for level for, uh, for VO additions?
1: Well, it's, it's kind of the same it's minus 16, minus 14 LUFS as you yeah, target for just a regular track. Um, it's not like music because, it's not, because LUFS is, a, is, a, is an average and music is like a constant barrage of noise, whereas voice is just like pause, noise, pause, noise, pause, noise. So the average is going to be different. So they like it to be, um, I guess, minus 14, minus 16, somewhere in that range. Interesting.
0: Yeah, because, like, for broadcast, uh, uh, minus 23 is the broadcast standard. Right. Which is quite a bit quieter than minus 16.
1: Yeah, yeah. But this is, I mean, it's going to be mixed into with music, and you don't know what it's going to turn out to be in the the final show.
0: Yeah, so it's obviously going to be mastered right. again or, right. re, or re-recorded.
1: or Some kind of post-processing. Yeah. And they'll be specific about what they want. They want a wave. They want it. I mean, most of the stuff that I've done so far is, has not been that specific. And in fact, one was like, did I get it? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's already been post-processed and it's already published. We've moved on to other stuff. We'll pay you in 30 days. What's <laughs> funny. Like, oh, okay. Didn't tell me.
0: <laughs> so what's the delivery like? Are just are rendering? What, what type of file do you render for Audition?
1: Oh, do Wave they file. Take, they, they take wave, wave files? And, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, for Auditions, mostly I do um, MP3s. Um, and I try to do like high res, mono, MP3. And then the final delivery is whatever they ask for. Yeah. Um, but I just have a process based on what the websites have been asking for. Um, do those, do they, do you deliver
0: those like with the media kit and your audition or, you know, how do you, how do you present those? Um,
1: well, it goes through a, it kind of goes through, it's kind of like a submission because uh, i mostly oh, going okay. through these websites. And so it has your, it has your kind of like your page, your your profile page attached to it. So they they kind of found you or they know you or or whatever and they can see your CV whatever you put onto your profile page with your picture, what you've done, any testimonials. So it's all kind of there, self-contained. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I've only done a couple of other freelance kind of stuff. Um, but those are people that I know already, so I don't have to give them a CV because they already know who I am. So
0: yeah. Do you uh, do you have a media kit posted anywhere where our listeners could go find um,
1: it? Yeah, I have. A, I have um, a whole separate sub website called Voice.RaggedBirdsMusic.com. So it's basically a subheading of my RaggedBirdsMusic.com site, but it's a self-contained site with my uh, with audio samples and my CV there, and uh, kind of a breakdown of the other podcast and the voiceover stuff that I that I do.
0: All right on. So I think that's really all the questions I had prepared ahead of time <laughs> and and some of these I just kind of went with but is there anything that I should have asked uh, or that you think would be of interest to our, our listeners and our and our watchers now obviously cuz we're recording yeah. video
1: There's a couple things one is um you know some people are adept at like character voices that's a whole different kind of arena than what I'm doing I do have a couple of characters in mind, which kind of give me a way of presenting things like, you know, I don't, I can't do, I can't do, you know, um, you know, like cartoon Donald voices, Duck. right. I can't do character voices or impressions. That's not my bag, but I can do, but I have like a, a little short list of, you know, a helpful it guy or friendly neighbor or caring dad, you know, that's kind of my wheelhouse. And I just kind of will read from those perspectives, but Um, smart
0: ass sarcastic uh,
1: (laughs) yeah but the one thing that is the vogue now is people are so overwhelmed with information and being sold to that every like every audition and every brief says you know basically don't be salesy don't be announcery so they don't want somebody that sells you something like sunday sunday (laughs) sunday they don't they don't want anything like that they all want you to be relatable and kind of like you know somebody that is trusted and that you know so you're basically speaking like i'm speaking now like you know i'm trying (laughs) i can't think of something off the top of my head but uh you know it's not like in a world where water is hard to find take your camel back you know (laughs) they don't they don't want something that's over the top they want something that's really like feels like somebody you know speaking to you with a a little bit of authority and that's kind of the vogue right now and um one of the things that i've started to do is really listen when i'm watching tv or or uh, you know those youtube commercials really listen to the voiceover it really stands out and sometimes you'll go oh okay yeah yeah and sometimes you go man i would have hired somebody different for that (laughs) that lady's terrible (laughs) but a little best practices because once you start realizing that these commercials, <clears throat> these commercials are just people doing a voiceover very much like, like I'm doing. You kind of really go, oh, okay, I hear that delivery. And you can either you know, take that as uh, something to emulate or you can go, okay, I would do this a little bit differently because um, everybody kind of either goes up or everybody kind of goes down. But if you <laughs> do something in the middle, then that's, that can help you stand out. Like if you say something and then end somewhere in the middle, but not all the way down. You know what I mean? Well,
0: that's that's kind of like tension and resolve, and, yeah. and actually, I've I've read some uh, articles on ending up makes you more authorita- authoritarian on the topic. Oh yeah, uh, where ending down leaves more of a question on: Did you really under you know know what you were talking about there, and mm. or was it really important because it just kind of kind of fell off the edge right. you know, as appo- as opposed to having excitement and ending more with energy.
1: Yeah. And you know, that's funny that you mentioned that because that's something that I had as a critique in my singing and also is a common critique in, in voice over delivery is, um, and it's just kind of how people talk. You have a tendency, people have a tendency to trail off at the end. And I don't know if that's a breath thing or what, but you have to make sure that you deliver the line, at the same volume all the way until the end of the sentence. Yeah. (laughs) It takes practice. Oh
0: yeah, the amount of editing I do and my vocals in this podcast is—it's a a, a great example of how bad how bad I am.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I never know it because I I guess I only hear your 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 fixed version.
0: Yeah, well, uh, listeners, we have a video of this podcast now, and uh, we have a YouTube channel and. And we have a Patreon, and on that Patreon, you'll get access to this video early and our audio early. And the ones that go public, they'll be on our YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com. What indie music cast?
1: I think we'll get there. (laughs) And (laughs) we'll have a link in the show notes. Yeah, link
0: in show notes. And it's up. But, uh, and as of this morning, I think our first video went public or it's getting ready to go public. Yeah. And if it hasn't, uh, I'll make it public here shortly. Uh, and then we also have some outtakes and uh, short videos that are going to be members only on the Patreon site. So
1: Yeah, we're excited and, to launch this extra yeah. venue of of the podcast and, and have some extra contact with listeners.
0: And the Patreon, it's located at patreon.com slash indie underscore music cast. And that link will be in the show notes as well. But yeah, over there you can... Uh, Get access or early access to the videos and the audio podcast and then uh some members only content and then access to Matt and I right directly in chat there too. So
1: Yeah, we look forward anyway, to it we hope to you see you over here.
0: there. <laughs>
1: yeah. And it's dirt cheap. Yeah, it's just to defray the cost of, you know, Amazon storage for the podcast and yeah. the other stuff. It's not we're not trying to make money off of this. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to stop losing money. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, it has been really losing money. It's no, been fun, it's, it's been fun. money well spent. Totally. Matt and I have uh, been funding this podcast out of our pockets for uh, you know, two seasons going into our third now, and um uh, but as we grow, the expenses grow with us and uh, so anyway, if you're interested in in helping us defray those costs, the Patreons a great place to do that.
1: Absolutely. Well, thanks, listeners. Well, anyway, thanks for watching. Yeah, we can say that now. Thanks for watching. Yeah, thanks for watching.
0: <laughs> thanks, for listeners. Listening. Thanks for listening. So, is it listeners? Thanks for watching, or is it viewers? Thanks for watching, and listeners? Thanks for listening. <laughs> we
1: we owe our success to viewers like you.
0: <laughs> yeah. And but without the listeners, we would have never had viewers like you.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Thanks. So,
0: So here's to you as good as you are, and here's to me as bad as I am. For as good as you are, and as bad as I am, I'll never be as good as you are, as bad as I am. Cheers.
1: Have a great weekend, everybody. Cheers. All right. Take care. Cheers.